For WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh, this is DJ Lizzo. Big Hoss and I had the opportunity to sit down with the North Carolina-based alt-country punk group Sarah Shook and the Disarmers to talk about their spot on the Merlefest lineup, their upcoming album Night Roamer, and how country music has developed as a space for queer musicians. All that and more right now. But this is your first Merlefest, correct? Yes. 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 What? What are? What can we expect from you guys for that? The usual set, I think. Yeah. Um, Merlefest has been on our bucket list for a long time. Um, I think Eric, we talked about that back when Sarah Shook and the Devil, when we were together in my first band back in like 2011, 2012, we were talking about how great it'd be to play Merlefest. So it's it's pretty awesome. We're feeling mm-hmm. pretty good about it. Long time coming. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so we know you have a new album coming out next year, Night Roamer. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, it's sort of a collection of songs that I wrote um, here and there when I could while we were touring um, to support Sidelong in Years. And we just uh, flew to LA in February of 2020 um, to make the next record. And um, we worked with Pete Anderson, who is uh, known, most known as Dwight Yoakam's guitarist. Um, had, had a really good time out there, uh, but it was also really weird because we were reading the news and it was like the first reports of COVID-19 were trickling in. And we were on the West Coast, just like there's no way South by Southwest is going to happen. And we got home, I think, like a week before California shut down. So we, we made it, you know, in the nick of time. And I guess um, going off of that, um, can you guys tell us a little bit about um, how the pandemic has affected your music and um, I guess your lives and touring? Uh, I mean, it kind of effectively erased touring for almost at least 15 or 16 months. And even then, when we came back, uh, it was just a show here or there. So, uh, you know, it kind of ended the touring. Yeah, it was very, it was very abrupt. We played, um, we had uh, our last show March 13th. March 13th. In Greenville, South Carolina. And that was it. And it was like one of the weirdest vibes at a show ever. Like nobody knew what to do. And yeah, it was really odd. Yeah, everything was shutting down. It was like the fog of COVID was just like looming in the background. Yeah, I think I said that it might be the last time that anybody anybody ever sees us again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The last show ever. Yeah. When was your first show back? Was that October of 2020? Uh, We played an outdoor festival or an outdoor show in Durham. Yeah, at Motoco. And yeah, and it was, I mean, it was good and they were really on top of all their protocols, but it was still not I don't think it's going to be back to like normal, normal for a long time. Then we had that one like in July, which is when we felt like it was back. Like we're just getting back now. We're going, okay, we'll do these couple one-offs and we're going to be back. Yeah. Is what it felt like in July. Yeah. But it's not July anymore. Right. We got a of it and then, yeah. Delta Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think like the future of touring and live music is going to be like in the next couple of years? Well, I think it's easy to predict that it's going to be, um, unable to be predicted 
<laughs> I mean, I guess it's gonna it's be, it's gonna be really it's so. gonna be really weird for a long time. I feel like a lot of venues are stepping up and preemptively just saying, "Look, we have to have like a vaccine requirement or proof of negative test." Because if we don't, we're just constantly going to be like closing and reopening and it's not sustainable. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that um, that definitely helps. And as someone who's like in a band going from venue to venue in a different town every single night, like that also helps us because like not only do we not want to get sick, but like we don't want to like bring something to somebody else's community. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like sort of all hands on deck and, and the more people um, just sort of get it that this is not, you know, it's not punishment. It's just something that we have to do because it's common sense. Um, I think, I think that will help a lot. Um, going off a little, how do you think country music has developed as a space for queer musicians? Um, the last couple of years has been pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure if y'all have heard of it, but there's a website called country queer, um, that's, it's been around for a couple of years and I feel like the last year, especially it's really, really evolved into something pretty cool. Um, and I was just messaging the editor the other day. Cause I was just like, I just found your, um, like your directory. And I didn't even know they have like a whole directory that's, um, sort of segmented by, um, ge- geographic location. And it tells like what the artist is, like what genre they play, where they're from, um, and so I've been find I've been using that to find new music. Um, anything that's like that, that's like a, a boost for people that are out there and like sort of making space for themselves for the first time. Like it's, it's huge. It's so appreciated. We were reading a little bit about the festival you did in Chapel Hill or Durham. Yeah. In Chapel Hill manifest. Is that happening again? I believe it is happening this October. Um, I have not for the last couple of years been able to be part of planning that as much as I would like to be. Um, Erica Libero has done all, pretty much all of the booking from day one and she has really put most of the work in. Um, but it's definitely, I was looking at uh, her um, Instagram the other day and it looks like she's got a pretty cool thing going on. So definitely worth checking out. Yeah, for sure. Um, so your sound, um, is, uh, kind of different from a lot of the country music coming out of this area. Um, you guys, um, kind of different from the sort of contemporary Americana. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Do you feel constricted or propelled by that? And how are we going to see this in the new album? I think think it's the best thing anyone said to us in a long time. Thank you. That's a great compliment. Thanks. We, we definitely have our own sound and I feel like, um, I mean, we, we all like love country music, but we listen to like a lot of different styles of music. Um, and I mean, y'all have Eric and Aaron, y'all have like played in bands that aren't like strictly country. Um, or wouldn't fall under the Americana umbrella. Um, and I think, I mean, like, it's cool to, to be like, yes, we're mainly a country band, but it's really cool to sort of push the limits of what you can do, um, whether it's lyrically or with like a weird unexpected chord progression or what have you. It's, it's always cool to sort of um, break the mold a little bit. Yeah. Do you think, are you going further into the sound with the new album? 
I think so. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would say this is this is is kind of the broadest scope um, of uh, range of uh, styles from from things that if you heard some of the songs out of out of the album context, you would not think of a country band. Yeah. Definitely. There's there's definitely some poppy stuff and there's some pretty rock and roll stuff. Um, and of course there's country stuff too. So there's a little something for everybody. Smorgasbord. <laughs> yeah, we're super excited. Um, so you guys are kind of all over the map. Um, I believe you're in Tennessee and North Carolina. Um, how does your artistic process uh, work with the distance, um, especially over the past year? So Aaron and Eric and myself have been together for six years now, about six years. Six years. Um, And Adam and Jack are the newest additions. Adam and Jack both live in Nashville. um, And the rest of us are in like central North Carolina. Um, We have not like made an album together with the five of us yet. So there hasn't been a whole process of, hey, let's get together and like which of these songs Um, I write all the songs and come up with sort of a, like a working arrangement that's not permanent. And then typically I bring the songs to the whole band and then together, like we hash out, um, like how we want it to be, how we want like the final arrangement to be. And it's, it's pretty cool because it's very collaborative and like everyone is bringing ideas to the table and we try everything, even if we think it's going to suck. Um, so it's, it's cool. It's a neat, it's a neat collaborative process. Um, you guys just signed with a new label, correct? 30 Tigers. That's correct. Are you like excited to be releasing the album with them? Was it made with them or? Um, it was sort of made during a time where we weren't sure what we were going to be doing. Um, we had been with Bloodshot, um, in Chicago for a couple years um and things just sort of disintegrated over there um and it it was just at a point where like we had to we had to do something we weren't we weren't really sure what direction we were taking so instead of like freaking out we just were like okay we need to put all of our energy into making this album like the best album that we possibly can um and then over time uh you know we had some meetings with the folks at 30 tigers and um it just it made sense it was the best thing for us so i i assume y'all are really excited about putting this are we going to hear anything off of it from real fast are you playing anything yet yes yeah there'll there'll be two or three awesome I'm excited to hear it oh, yeah we know we've read a little bit about your background and you seem sarah like you've had a really interesting life crammed into your years so far um how did that kind of get you where you are today would you say um I wasn't I'm sure you like had heard since you referred to that like I wasn't allowed to listen to music um which as like any kid I imagine would immediately be like okay that's all I want to do is listen to music (laughs) um so I when I was like 17 and I got my first car um and like a little bit of independence um I started listening to music that like friends from work were sneaking me I was listening to work to music like at night under my covers um and then I started writing songs um 
I started, I taught myself guitar when I was 16 um, and started playing shows in my early 20s. Um, but yeah. Um, what were you listening to when you were 15 getting all this music? Um, when I first started getting stuff from friends, they were, they were just giving me stuff that they thought I should hear. So my favorite and lasting from that group would be Elliot Smith. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wore out like the entire catalog and I still love listening to his music. Um, but some other stuff too, the, um, the first album that I bought on my own and snuck into my house was, um, Interpol's Antics. Um, and I still have that. I bought that like, like 20 years ago and I still have the CD. Um, and yeah, Interpol is still one of my favorite bands. Um, and then, uh, I guess kind of wrapping things up, um, did you guys ever hear anything, um, from Dwight Yoakam after that song? Not a peep. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 no, but his guitar player just produced one of our records. So yeah, that's so that's yeah. Yeah. So you're getting in there. Yeah. Subversive. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for talking to us. Yeah, thank you. You thank guys going to so be much. at Merlefest? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll see you there. Awesome. See you later. Sarah Shook and the Disarmers will be performing this weekend at Merlefest, and their upcoming album, Night Roamer, is set to be released in early 2022 on 30 Tigers. Thank you for listening, and keep it locked on WKNC 88.1.